When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Basket Buds edition of the Athletic NBA Show podcast here on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm your host, Zach Harper. We got Josh Eustace. We've got Jay King. Happy Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day, his birthday. Happy birthday to the good doctor. We have a great day of hoops ahead of us, or if you're listening to this later, we had a great day of hoops behind us, or if you're listening to this during, we had a great day of hoops happening. Uh, we have to remind you, subscribe to The Athletic, best coverage of sports on the internet. Subscribe to our YouTube page, The Athletic NBA Show Podcast YouTube page. Subscribe to The Bounce. It is a free newsletter in your email inbox every single morning, including this morning. And guys, before we're, we're going to do, we're basically at the halfway point of the season, right? It's essentially where we are. Most teams have around 40, 41 games. But before we get into awards and all kinds of fun stuff, we had a trade that we're going to analyze a little bit. Before we get into all that, um, and, and of course we have Boogate, right? we got to touch on Boogate. But before we get to all that, here's something I didn't like from last episode, right? We had the hot take safe zone. I said what I said about the Milwaukee Bucks and Damian Lillard. And this listener started tweeting me and talking trash about it and try and like tag Damian Lillard in it like like, like this is a Bucks fan right and here's what here's what I don't like okay I got the athletic NBA in here in the athletic NBA show podcast I'll play the clip for you it talks about the hot take safe zone and what the rules are okay mm. and so it was Jay's burner laptop. that's who it was it's Jay's burner <laughs> but this, this is what we've got okay we've got the athletic NBA show podcast hot take safe zone it means the hot takes are in a safe zone you'll get to do that later on and if you weren't watching on YouTube, you missed me holding up a laptop just like Mike Brown did last night in an all-time press conference. What a, what a segue. All-time press conference moment. He gets ejected. And great, like Darren Fox got grabbed, right? By campaign. He got you know, that's your guy, but he he grabbed his arm, no call. Mike Brown storms the court, runs into Pat Connaughton. And gets thrown out immediately, as he should. Like I think he was trying to get thrown out at that point. Malik Monk did God's work. Malik Monk was was corralling, man. Like that was <laughs> he was at like a ranch head, like just absolutely corralling Mike Brown. The best part was, was he just pointed him to the locker room. Like, yeah, he, he just, just points. Just he knew it was over there. the moment he stepped on the court. He's like, right. he knew, he knew, he knew Headed. what was going on. Headed. But yeah. whatever. People get ejected all the time. In the post-game press conference, he brings a laptop with two clips. He, he was cutting video. He cut two clips, one of a, a foul that the Bucks got, one of a foul that De'Aaron Fox didn't get on that play. Wants to know the rules. Wants to know why Brooke Lopez is able to have one you know, forearm down and one hand up for verticality when DeMontis Sabonis gets called for it. Like Just all this stuff. It was beautiful. It's one of my favorite press conference moments of 
of all time. It really I'm gonna is. Go, like, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go the other way. I love the innovation, but if you're going to bring the clips, if you're going to break down exactly what happened, you have to come with more impactful fouls. You cannot just have a random look. He got he got ejected with nine and a half minutes quarter, left in the fourth, and then it a play where Deer Fox kind of got his arm hooked. You cannot I have know. just he two. Got no, he got fouled. Come he on. definitely got fouled. You but you cannot have two calls that are not entirely impactful. You can't. You have to come with something more important. Jay, it's that. about the system. a five point swing. In a game that comes down to a, a shot throw? from Dave. Well, oh, yeah, that. yeah, but I mean, obviously made, made free throws would help. Yeah. But you don't lose if you make you your, know, your free throws. That's fair. That's fair. But would it have been an, a little bit more separation without a five point swing because of bad calls? Sure. Yeah, it absolutely. But would. I get what you're but, I get what you're saying, Jay. I, I also love the idea of Mike Brown after having gotten ejected looking at the video coordinator or whoever and being like, we got, it's time to put together some clips guys. It, it's, it's time to prepare for, for this post game press conference. We got to. an hour. Let's find these clips. And that's all he found yeah. that that's the part. I just, I need more. It's, it's innovative though. Other coaches will do it. He started a new genre. I love that about it, but better or worse than Patrick Beverly showing the camera to the referee. Oh, Pat Bev was the best. That was that, that was, was the best time. because that was so wildly absurd, and it was heat of the like, moment. Mike Brown had an hour to think about his, right. so he was calmed down by the time he did it. He clearly was not. Calmed he was down. not he calmed down. A, he was a not top to a press conference and played I, clips. The the amount of stutter, like just anger stuttering. You know, that's the thing. You know, was, Mike Brown is pissed when he's stuttering. <laughs> like you know, he's pissed. There were better. Or, <laughs> Better or worse than LeBron pointing at the replay uh, against Minnesota recently, where he's pointing better. at the, his foot on better. the line. Better. better, right? I yeah. think it's better. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think I agree. I think it's Pat. The Pat Bev is an all-time moment yeah, where you go Bev take a, ca- a photographer who who has nothing to do with it, <laughs> some guy yeah. on an independent contractor salary just. <laughs> gets lassoed into this argument. And you know what mid-game. sucks about that? You know what sucks about that? It removes the photographer from getting that moment when Pat Bev now, for sure, shows it. You know, everyone else gets a shot. TV gets that's a shot, the one. This guy doesn't get for. the shot. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. Yeah, <laughs> Pat Bev owes that, owes that photographer some money. Um, All time moment. Thank you, Mike Brown. That is very memeable. There are so many screenshots. <laughs> so, so many funny. screenshots. Oh my god, just fantastic. Like I didn't think I could be any more giggly yesterday than watching the Cowboys completely shit the bed in the playoffs like they always do. No, that did it, man. That even made that made my day even better. Congratulations, just, Cowboy Cowboy Nation. Just special. Just <laughs> yeah. truly truly innovative too. That I mean that is it's truly innovative. That is yeah. gonna spark genius rants from now on. We need to get yeah. a projector screen in media rooms. Yes. It needs to start doing Although, media availability. I need a in coach the team to go at his room. own players like that though. Like like when when no, coaches get when <laughs> no, coaches get can't. fed up with their players instead of just being like we were soft we weren't tough enough tonight I want, I need them to come Spo out with out clips there with I like Tyler Hero clips. defense Watch clips this Zach Levine possession it's embarrassing well, it's Billy Billy. I can see doing that yeah I think Billy would do that to Zach yeah I think that's possible um, all right before we get to a trade 
just your thoughts on Boogate. The memory of Jerry Krause at the Ring of Honor for the Chicago Bulls gets booed in the arena. Then they flash, I believe his uh, his wife's name, his widow's name is Thelma. Was it Thelma? Thelma, Thelma Krause. And my favorite part of this is, look, I think it's absolute trash behavior by Bulls fans. Like, there are many reasons why I think this is so wrong. One, I think you only watched The Last Dance and don't actually know. Like, you weren't living that, right? I think you watched The Last Dance, you're like, oh, I hate this guy. I'm not saying you even have to like Jerry Krause. Two, you're upset because your team only won six titles Instead of maybe a seventh, which is unprecedented except for that one time where the Celtics were dominating a league that had eight other teams. Like, you're whining that you only got to watch six titles. That's insane. Three, they happened 25 years ago. Yeah. Four, he's been dead since 2017, I believe. Guy's been dead for seven years. Yeah. Dead for seven years. And then... Five, whether she's there or not doesn't really matter to me. It made it worse, but you're booing a dead person. It was so sad, man. Like, what it are was, you doing? Yeah. That was, is it, just well, They hate him because Michael behavior. Jordan told them to hate him. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I watched that's, The Last that's Dance, That's Michael too, Jordan's fault. And it was great. Yeah. yeah. Propaganda. Well, I mean, you read the articles that came out after The Last Dance where it was like, Mike only agreed to do this if he could control the narrative. Yeah. And if he got final say on what got left on the cutting room floor versus what made it into the documentary. Which is how you get Mike. Right. Which Isaiah Thomas, villain. Yeah. Scotty Pippen, vil- all these people, villain, 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 villain. So who comes out on top mm-hmm. as the hero and the and again, savior? And can do no wrong. That one I'm, locker room attendant though was not a villain, or whoever he was when he was. Oh, that dude, with the, the, the was great. Yeah. With, the, yeah. with the perm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he was yeah. not a villain. Yeah, he no, came out he looking was not. great. He came out looking good too, but no, literally nobody else came out in any sort of positive yeah. light, right? Like, which, which honestly is fine. Like it was a Michael Jordan commercial for ten hours. I loved it for sure. Don't get sure. it. But I if you ask, lo- absolutely no people, and especially when, at the time it came out in the heat of the pandemic when nothing else was going on. Yeah, for sure. That saved me. That and Tiger sure. King. Oh, yeah. Tiger King. Oh, man. <laughs> I that. But, I mean, it's uh, no secret that, to people that that are around the NBA, like, Michael Jordan is not a good dude. Right. <laughs> right. And listen, like, Which, I love also, Mike. Everybody loves love Mike. It. on the, But yeah. he's a he's not a good human being. Right. Like, objectively, when you talk to people. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So, But, like, I just, yeah. like, I just look at the whole situation. I'm like, so you're crying that you only got six titles and we celebrate ego in sports. Again, I don't even care if you like Jerry Krause or not. Like, I, it's irrelevant. We celebrate ego in sports. We do, right? Like, Mamba mentality. Michael Jordan. Like, the ego to do all this stuff, right? All this stuff. We celebrate it because it makes sports more fun. This guy had the ego to think, well, I built a team that won six titles. I could do it again. Right? It's why I don't fault Kyrie when he wanted to leave LeBron and the Cavs. To go try his own thing, and it ended up in Boston. It's like he's like, "Yo, I'm pretty good. I think I can do this." And then he went and tried. It was like, "Oh, it sucks. I want another star." <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind people trying this stuff. I'm just like, you, you're booing a dead man. You're booing a dead man who, like, yeah, was maybe a prick, but like built the thing that you love. I don't know. That's trash behavior to me. Do you think the Bulls thought it was a great idea? 
that's that's, a, that's an interesting coming. question. That that's everyone would just question. would just cheer Kraus, and that his widow would just be sitting there like this is such a heartwarming do you, moment. Do you think? Um, do you think that they should have said that she was there first? That's what they, they should have done. They should. Yeah, have I think that's her, fair. And if they showed her, the reaction is different. And I'm not because it it, it nobody should have done that no matter what. Like you said, booing a dead man. No, 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 no. And a dead man who won you six championships. Yeah, but he did everything for that team except draft Michael Jordan. Like he got all the other pieces in there, and they were all amazing pieces. Yeah, (laughs) and they fit perfectly. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah, I feel like they had to have foresight there and and realize. This could go badly. Let's show her first. Make sure right. everyone knows she's in the building, and make yeah. sure the reception isn't what it was. But you, you, I guess you can't predict the exactly the way it turned out. Where they panned it to her, like as the boos are reaching peak, that it was, was just rough, it looked man. awful. Oh that my god, rough, I was yeah. so sad. That it takes and Jay a lot does, to and get Jay me sad. Jay doesn't have a soul. Yeah, Jay doesn't it have a soul. It takes a lot to get yeah. me sad. That that <laughs> had me sad. Uh, all right, let's move on to. Oh my God, guys, what a trade we have! The Pistons and the Wizards swap. Huge trade. Marvin <laughs> Bagley the third. Whatever Isaiah Livers is, two second round picks for Danilo Gallinari, Celtics legend, and Mike Muscala. Um, this is so. Another first, Celtics, two Celtics legends. Oh uh, yeah, they're both Celtics Nuggets. Legends. Nuggets legend. Danilo Gallinari? Danilo, yeah. Uh, I, I think I think people mostly remember him first time with the Celtics. Yeah. Honest. <laughs> um almost a Heat legend. The Heat didn't the Heat uh, almost he, I, acquired him at the, are, the trade deadline? This? Thirteen minutes and fifty seconds before the first yeah. Miami Heat reference. I'm well, surprised some, it's exact that long. Stuff. We got some the stuff Heat to cut out. Would have treated Jerry Krause like that. <laughs> they wouldn't have. <laughs> They're putting a statue out for Dwayne Wade. They are. <laughs> These are all facts. Um, do we think? What do we think of Bagley on the Wizards? Of them trying to develop him? He's he'll be he'll be 25 sometime this year. Um, he's actually scoring and rebounding really well. He's just not playing a ton of minutes because. You can't really play him a lot of minutes. Like he's he's not he hasn't been that player. I don't think he's as bad as people make him out to be. But he's number two pick that got picked in front of you know Luca and Trey and Jaron Jackson Jr. All these guys. So Josh, do you think that Bagley can be a starting level big man on a good team? Maybe it's it's hard for me. It's hard for me to think either way about it because I just think the Wizards have so much work to do. Yeah, it could go either direction. I think there's just so much work to be done, right? He's not going to come in, and they're not going to be good still, right? They're right. still not going to be good with this trade. Like, there's so much work that needs to be done. As far as him fitting what a modern five is, sure, I think he's got what it takes to be a modern five. The numbers look good in his minutes per game, but like, I just don't think I just think there's too much work to be done to call it either way right now. Yeah. I don't even know if he's going to stay in Washington, right? I, I don't Jay, know. you squealed I, I there when Josh said, yeah. <laughs> said Marvin Bagley. Uh, no, the, the answer is no. Marvin Bagley is not a starting <laughs> level player. Okay, Marvin Bagley can, can will he not be, be a starting a rotation level player. Big Marvin Bagley gets, is one of the worst draft picks of all time, considering right behind time. him went Luka, Jaron Jackson, Trey Young. 
But here's the problem, Jay. The tone in your voice just now put that on Bagley instead of on the Kings. Oh, no. I'm not putting that on Marvin Bagley. That that is fully on the Kings. But but, this... The Pistons, like, they went out and, and spent draft capital to get Marvin Bagley. Sure. To go get him. And now now they're trading two second-round picks to, to dump him? Well, yeah, because they're trying to create cap space and flexibility. Cap space, what but, is it, 68 but, but mil? It, it, just shows, like that, it yeah. just shows the misevaluation in the first place that they they thought they could basically salvage him they thought they could salvage james wiseman neither of them turned into good players now they're dumping draft picks while they're three and 36 they are dumping draft picks what does that not seem insane to people that shouldn't they be going out and and getting draft picks i'm of the opinion that draft picks are overrated it it screams to me that we want it screams that we want to be good next year is what I hear. Rather well, than we're trying thinking, to be good this year. We, we want to be good in which is 2034. Crazy. It's like, great. That's which the thing. Is crazy. People keep talking it's about taking like, yo, no. they tried to make the play-in tournament this year. No. And, and, they could continue look. to play their asses off and still win five games maybe yeah. this year. Look, yeah. and, and, and they've got a ton <laughs> of cash space now. They'll have flexibility to absorb contracts. They'll have flexibility right. to, to do other things. And so – in that way, this sets them up for the future. But it just goes back to mistakes they've made in the past. And there are so many mistakes. And now they just keep band-aided over them. Just there's band-aid on top of band-aid on top of band-aid on top of band-aid. And it's like, that needs an amputation, actually. Well, it's everybody. It's a bunch of people in the front office trying to save their jobs by going... If we can sign players that can help us win in 24, 24, 2025, maybe we still got a chance to stick around. Right. Like, they're not, they're from, not thinking long term. If you go, none of those people will be around long term. Right. There's no sense in no. Trying why to are they? Bagley why would Troy right? Weaver, Amani Williams plan for five years from now? Where if they don't win next year, they're going to be gone anyways. Yeah. If they because if There's they go no, from the yeah. worst team ever, which is what they are currently, to to Ninth or 30 tenth wins, and... 35 wins, play for the play Monumental turnaround. I mean, my God, yeah. Coach of the year. <laughs> is there you know, a, I think, I is think there the a Pistons... tiny chance? Is there a chance that adding the shooting of Gallinari and Mike Muscala actually helps Cade Cunningham, helps Jaden Ivey? I know those guys are not like elite players. But they needed shooting so badly on that roster that that maybe in some way adding those guys helps a little bit. It's not about that, I don't think. This is about no, the cap space about, and the yeah. flexibility moving forward. But I don't know. This, this is. I mean, those guys. This are is one, one of the saddest trades. Two one of the saddest trades. One and a half threes a game each, maybe. I mean, yeah. It's not. I don't. I don't. You know, I don't. They're see not. It. They're yeah. not floor spacers like that. Like you have two smart players, two veterans sure. in the mix now. Like that understanding can help, but I mean, they're also probably going to trade more guys, right? Um, yeah, I think I think if the Pistons can get to ten wins this season, we should give Monty Williams Coach of the Year because <laughs> them winning seven more times seems impossible. 
You know why it seems impossible? Because <laughs> it's not because he go. keeps playing Killian Hayes. I knew he, it was coming. Well, he does, he's and not going to play. And he kept play. starting Isaiah Livers, and he just came out the other day and said, I never thought about playing Jay Ivey at point guard before. We had an organizational meeting, and they told me to meeting. play Jay Ivey. What do you mean, organizational meeting? You needed an organizational meeting to figure out that the most athletic guy, one of the most athletic guys in the league, a lottery pick recently, maybe you should put the ball in his hands and just see what happens. And not even that, like, I, I understand not wanting to throw Jaden Ivey into the deep end. It's okay not to want to throw him into the deep end. It's okay to want him to play off ball and be able to get downhill in the second side, whatever. You have reasons for that. I get it. Jaden Ivey is a raw player. He has a lot to work on. You're three and forever. Three and now forever. Now is the time to experiment. And you have you to just put the ball in, in his hands. You're, you're, it's just so short-sighted to keep running out the same nonsense and not trying to see what Jaden Ivey can give you and letting him develop in real time. What are you trying to salvage one win every 15 games? To be fair, win? Monty might be trying to get fired so he can just collect his checks, which I res- I would respect the hell out of him. <laughs> hey, Collecting hey. $70 million? At least he showed accountability. He was like, you know what? That one's on me. That one's on I me. Was the, one. the last three months, <laughs> never considered it. Didn't That's think once bad, that, that this guy, who clearly projects to be a point guard long term, never yeah. thought about it once. Never thought about it once. Sorry, uh, all right. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Are you struggling to close deals? B2B selling is tougher than ever. And that's why I want to tell you about LinkedIn Sales Navigator. LinkedIn Sales Navigator is a sales intelligence platform that helps professionals effectively prospect and engage high value customers, drive higher revenue, and increase sales performance. Sales Navigator helps you target the right buyers, surface key signals, and show you hidden allies so that you can find those buyers that are most likely to convert. Fueled by LinkedIn's 1 billion member platform, Sales Navigator gives you up-to-date first-party data enabling you to unlock conversations with the people that matter. Right now, you can try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com slash show 23 That's linkedin.com slash show 23 for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com slash show 23 and get started. Let's go to our half-season awards. Uh, I think I'm going to go in reverse order here. So, Jay, who is the best duo in the NBA this season? Oh, we're going backwards. Yeah. So, so it's this season we're going with. Yeah, we're doing the awards for this season at the halfway point of this season. So, so wait, when- <laughs> halfway, hold on, next season? So... I, I was thinking you know, just best duo overall. So so my answer was going to be Jokic and Jamal Murray because I was thinking best duo overall. But but if we're doing mid midseason awards, what did you think half season awards meant in the rundown? 
That's good. Good question. But I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch to it up. I'm gonna switch it up. And this is this is gonna sound crazy. No, this, I need to. I know. I, I gotta know what you why. You, <laughs> this doesn't make any sense that is, you didn't this understand. Is, this is gonna sound crazy. <laughs> this is gonna sound crazy. Shay and Chet. Shay and Chet it's, have been the oh, best duo. It doesn't so sound far. crazy because it's 100 percent what I expected you to say. Shay and Chet. Shay Shay might be the MVP right now. Chet we'll has been exactly what they needed on both ends of the court. Uh, like if, if we're if we're going for who I expect to do the most in the playoffs, it's not who them, has I think. been that best duo Shea so far Chet. this season. Shea okay, you're you're not being Chet. clear here, Zach. <laughs> Josh, Shea who's your Chet. Josh? Who's your best duo for six years from now? Oh man! Uh, no, who's your half season? <laughs> There's a kid at a middle school <laughs> in Arkansas. I think it's got a... <laughs> it's Austin Reeves' text. little brother. I don't think this was made clear. Eh, no, it was made clear. <laughs> what? Yeah, it, it is 100%. I'm looking clear. at it. Half season awards. Half season awards. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's just a bunch of awards. Yeah. Who's your half-season best Like NBA Monty Williams. I, like, I never considered that that could be a half-season award. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I still go Jokic and Murray. I mean, when they're together, mm-hmm. like, it's... I don't know who's better when they're both on the floor. Chet and Shea is probably my number two. I mean, that like, I get, I get it in terms of if you're, like, isolating just this first half of the season, but I still think... Jokic and Murray, when they play together, the Nuggets are the best team every yeah. night. Like we, they're still they still feel like they're not playing full, like it to their like full capabilities. Yeah, no, me, exactly, yeah. exactly. It's just like Jokic. I mean, what he goes on this absolute tear where he's shooting eighty some percent from the field, but he's what taking 10, 12 yeah. shots. Like he's, he's not. Yeah, exactly. Because they know when it's time to turn it on. They know when to, like they're going to need him and Murray to show up and be who they are. Um, yeah, I'm sticking with the with with those two still half halfway through. Uh, I think I'm going to go Kawhi and Paul George. I was I was going back and forth between uh, Jokic Murray is. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Like, I so don't. You, that's think, a safe answer. Yeah, I don't think they. I, and it's not even about it. Like, I just, I can see them pacing themselves. I'm like, all right, I don't know about that. You know, that that kind of knocked out for me. I actually almost went Shea and Jalen Williams, the good one, because um, I think their ability to play off each other, drive the ball constantly, is more impactful than what Shea and Chet have done together. But I mean, then we could just get into like, all right, best trios or whatever, yeah. you know, like they, it's, they've been yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. So, um, super think, interesting that one team has two options for best duo. Yeah. Cause I, I do think that like Jalen Williams just drives the ball and makes great decisions all the time. Like I, I just, I mean, I love him. Like he's, he's becoming one of my favorite players. Um, but Kawhi and Paul George, once they got through the murkiness of figuring this out, like they are playing. I mean, I think this is the best we've seen them play as a duo. And sure, like they have Harden and they like there are other components that get into the mix, but I just think like what they're doing right now, the run they're on, um, from an in from like an individual standpoint as a duo, I think like 
both ends of the floor. I don't know if two players are playing better than those two guys together. This was a really tough category. Yeah, like, I mean, I had a, say, lo- like, I had a though, lot of problems here. We could have gone with Embiid and Maxi. We could have gone with Damon, Jason Giannis. Tatum, and and Jalen Brown. Or I almost Jason Tatum I thought about Tatum and Porzingis. Christos Porzingis. Tatum and Porzingis. Yep. Yeah. Like th- there were a lot of options here. Giannis, yeah. Giannis, and Dame. We didn't even bring them up. Like, Duncan Robinson, Jaime Hawkins. Like you know, also exactly. I like that too. one. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It. I, this was really tough. I yeah, don't think there's anyone that's head and shoulders above the rest. Well, what's important is I'm sure nobody nobody listening will take offense to it and be mad at our selections. People seem to be pretty understanding and calm yeah. and level-headed especially, especially about these the, types of things. The the Thunder fans yeah. will be happy, though. Thunder fans will be jacked up. No, I think won't. the Thunder fans are going to be very happy with some of these half-season awards we're getting I'll out. tell you this. Let me say this about these Thunder fans. You guys are getting real bitchy, okay? And it comes with uh, success. It comes with success. That means you select. It comes Uh-oh, with success, enter the chat, but you're getting the real state. bitchy about why didn't you say this? And you're forget we're not like we know the Thunder are good. They've been awesome. They're gonna win awards. Like, but just you know, we're, it's okay to give love to other. I, it's been a while since you, since it's been since what 2016 that the team mattered. I just like, want it, all the Thunder fans to know I'm not on Zach's side with this. So please direct all hate at Talk Hoops. <laughs> at Talk Hoops. I said nice things or, about your team and here's the thing it wasn't enough. That's where that's where we're the clip next week too. Because and I got I got a laptop to read the comments next week. Got that. All right, next oh, award. See, this guy, he sent me a slur. Uh this guy. <laughs> His name's Josh Houston. <laughs> team that needs to blow it up. I will start. Please, I don't want to watch the Atlanta Hawks anymore. I'm so <laughs> sick of this team. Blow it up. Everybody. I don't care. Trade, trade. Don't trade. trade. I don't care. But everyone's got to go. Everyone. I'm so, I I get so angry because I think that the, I still think this team should be good. And maybe that's me just being dumb here. Yeah, it but is. they should be good. <laughs> no, there's so much talent on that team. Like one through eight. There is a shitload of talent. Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, DeAndre Hunter. Jalen Johnson, Clint Capella, Onyeka Kongwu, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Forgetting somebody here, but like that's a lot of talent. You shouldn't be eight, nine games under 500. It's bad. Way it's too bad. much talent for, to be this bad. Like I, like, I cannot, like, I can't be disappointed by this team anymore. This is a selfish pick. Blow up the Hawks. Selfish pick and selfish team. Selfish team. Yeah, right. Yeah, I guess I guess the pick is in line with how the team plays. Uh, Josh, who needs to blow it up? Do I have a list? Because <laughs> I don't feel list. like you could. I don't think you could narrow it. How do you narrow it down to one? one? There's so and many. Limited to one this season. Bulls, Warriors, Nets, Pistons, Wizards, Hawks, Spurs. Like Spurs. What can the Spurs blow up? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They need if you're going to develop a generational talent like okay, I'm not saying trade Wembenyama. I'm saying put pieces around if you got trade a generational Wemby. talent. <laughs> can you imagine? I heard trade Wembenyama. Guys, we just we just need to cut out that not. And it says I'm right. saying okay. trade Wembenyama. That's all we got to do. <laughs> so I'm just a little saying, careful. You got editing. a generational talent that you want to win around. Something's got to change. I mean, all I yeah, see I are don't clips of his teammates deliberately season deliberately not passing him the ball. No, he doesn't believe that. 
Yeah. He doesn't believe it. I don't believe it either. I think they're just bad. They don't see him wide open. I think they just don't know. They don't You've see it. They seven don't see the foot seven five under the basket with his hand. He stands and his hand is above the rim. And they don't see that. Come on, Jay. Come on. You you think Jeremy Sohan sees him? You think when Jeremy Sohan is driving to the hoop, he's like, let me see where Victor is. No, Jeremy Sohan. But you're telling me me that nobody in that locker room is going like, they're not watching film and going, hey, we missed that. What color is my hair today? Maybe we should look for the tallest guy in the NBA when he's on the court. It's, uh, I think I I figure out what Jeremy Sohan sees out there. I think everywhere he looks on a basketball court, all he sees is is like the contract he could get, the Devin Vassell contract. So like, I that he think could get. I think you're onto something. I think they. But he know doesn't know how to get. Not long term. This is not a long term team, right? Like they are out working like Devin, for their, like trying to Keldin, get their money next for the next team. I think Devin and Devin Keldin, Keldin are safe yeah, for sure. Trey Jones should. Like, they're good when Trey Jones on the court. With those guys, Collins, Col- yeah, Collins, Sohan. No, not Sohan. He's no, I'm just saying, like that's what I think he's trying to earn. Like, trying, he's thinking about that next contract. He saw that contract and was like, "They should yeah, never let he- him get <laughs> And they put never- him a point. <laughs> I, I have, I have him going to pop after that contract to Devin. It was like. Like, hey, Pop, I like I need the ball. I gotta, you know, I gotta get a contract like that. And Pop's like, eh, whatever, run point. I don't care. Like, just <laughs> don't care. Go for it. He's like, just throw the ball to Do Wemby. Not but Soan was already out the door when he said, just throw the ball to Wemby. <laughs> That's an underrated press conference moment right there, where they talked about the Spurs defense. And Pop's like, I could tell you, I could tell you it was, but that would be bullshit. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Pop, <laughs> Pop is. Pop's got senior at this point. Yeah, he's he this is last week of school care. for Pop. Yeah, he does not care. Um, Jay, who needs to bad? Who needs to blow it up? The Warriors. The Warriors do. Steph is still good enough to contend for a title. The roster around him is not close, and I don't know what they need to do. Do they need to trade Kaminga? Do they need to keep Kaminga? Do they need to trade Wiggins? Can they trade Wiggins? Is is Wiggins just a total albatross at this point? He's been so bad. I I don't know what they need to do. I don't know if they can get good enough. I don't mm. know, but they need new energy. They cannot keep going like they are. And part of that will just be Draymond Green coming back, and his presence will change things. But they just need new energy there somehow. It, it cannot keep going the way it is. It's gonna so- break Steve Kerr. It might have already broken Steve Kerr. So then, for your answer for which player needs to be traded the most, is that a Warrior or is it somebody else? No. No. Pascal Siakam. I need Siakam gone because Siakam can actually change a team's fortunes. He's good enough to, if you throw him on the Warriors, let's say, that I'd be interested. I'd be interested. I don't know if it throws him over the top. Probably doesn't throw him over the top. Would but you I'd trade for would you trade for Siakam knowing he could be a rental? So that that's the hard part is is you you're not sure but for me like what do the Warriors have to preserve at this point? The Kaminga's future? Kaminga's future? Is that it? No, this is all about the end of Steph's career. Yeah, of course, right. but like how does his legacy know. get remembered? 
Just an utter shocking decline. Can you get him another title? Like that's what that's what and it's what it should be. I mean, it's what the it's the mode the Lakers should be in. How do we get LeBron one more title? You know? Like that's that's what it should be. I don't think those organizations have adjusted their mindset yet. They're so used to what they haven't there's no there hasn't been that shift yet. Like they still are eyeing a title. Yeah. A lot of teams, they talk big at the beginning of the season, like, what's your goals? Well, our goal is to win a title. But come on, like, not every team genuinely believes that they're going to win a title at the beginning right. of the year. But the Warriors the Warriors still do that title dream. Same with the Lakers. Like, that's still like it's title or bust. Yeah. Anything less than a title is a, is a failure. Um, so I think they're still – they have stuff to lose because they are still holding on to that. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely, Josh. So I don't think player? they're ready to just throw people away. Uh, Zach Levine. Yeah, he's Zach come Levine. back. Play, he's played okay since he came. I back. mean, I just look at their they they have a winning record without him. Yeah, I they mean, are ten and eight. Yeah, they are ten and eight when he does not play. They are nine and fourteen when he Ooh, does. That's tough. They have a better offensive rating when when he does not play. They have a better Which defensive rating when they when he does not play. So what you're saying like, is <laughs> it's a no-brainer. You are flat out just a better team offensively and defensively when, when, when your best player does not play. Best player. Uh, okay. My, when your my, best scorer does not play. Yeah. My player who needs to be traded, Tyus Jones. Let's get him oh, to Oh, because you team. love him. He deserves I love better. Tyus Jones. He does. He deserves so he much He deserves better. better. I want him to get paid this summer. I want him to be a starting point guard. I want him on the magic. Like that, like let's get Tyus Jones the hell away from Washington, D.C. We have Jaylen to. Jalen Suggs. We got to let Jalen Suggs rock out, man. They can play on the court together. Suggs isn't a point guard. He's just a guy that goes out there and busts his ass. Like, Suggs has no position. He's just a maniac. Yeah, yeah he's just a, he's just, <laughs> I was just thinking tornado. about that. I was like, is he a two? I was like, not a two. <laughs> no, he's just a maniac. Is he a three? <laughs> no, not a three. The point guard? Uh-uh. <laughs> just chaos. Uh, all right. Most improved <laughs> veteran. We're not doing that young player stuff. So it's got to be at least three years. Most improved player, which, by the way, as a voter, I don't consider second-year players for most improved. That's just a rule that I have implemented for myself. So I'm into the whole, like, let's talk about most improved veteran. But most improved veteran, I have my answer. I gave it to you guys before the show. It's Kobe White. Kobe White has gone yeah, from, when, like, when a, you, hey, when you said that, that, that's kind of like a, yeah. yeah. He's putting I up, agree. like, 18 a game on great shooting. He's been a great three-point shooter. He's been a great player in terms of, he's, like, he was already starting, but he stepped into more of a role once Zach Levine went down. And even now that Zach Levine is back, it, it looks like they're trying to make sure that Kobe White doesn't lose any of what he was doing for the last month or so. And like that's a guy who now is on a super underpaid contract if he continues this play moving forward. He like I just I'm so impressed. Like I thought he was yeah, I guess like a backup guard. You know? It'll be a spark plug sometime. And now he's somewhere I'm like, no, you have to start him. He's legitimately good. And not just because he's on the Bulls, you have to start. Like, the way he's playing, he would start on a lot of teams. I'm going with Colin Sexton. And and this this might seem like an interesting pick. The because Jazz are good. Sexton man. averaged 24 what, when he was younger earlier in his career. Those were empty numbers. 
Mm. He's playing the best basketball of his life. His decision-making has grown exponentially. He is driving their success right now. Yeah. And and just just him becoming a point guard, him becoming someone who can who can generate good offense for his team is so mm-hmm. impressive to me because it wasn't always like that. He was he was very much a, an inflated numbers, empty numbers guy. And now he's turned the Jazz after getting into that starting lineup into one of the NBA's hottest teams. So so Sexton's improvement, like just just reading the game, seeing the game, that that's sometimes to me the the most impressive improvement. It's not like guy who gets more opportunity and does more with it. This is a guy who who was doing a lot productive wise and had to learn how to actually impact the game more. And yeah. he's doing that. And I'm I'm super impressed by his his transformation. Yeah, he's been great lately. Um Josh, what about you? Most improved. I went with Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah, I mean I just I mean, it's like he was good last year. I don't want to take away from him being good last year, but this year he's leading maybe one of the best offenses of all time in terms of scoring numbers and assist yeah. numbers. Like the what was it, 50 assists the other day? Is that what it was? It was 50. Yeah, they had right? 50 assists against the Hawks. Three shy of an NBA record. Yeah. Um, what what and assholes in, have fifty three assists in a game? That's crazy. I looked at it, it was like the seventies. Unbelievable. Crazy. Yeah, fifty three assists is ridiculous. Yeah. Which yeah, insane. But uh, and and not only that, but in conversation of one of of best point guard in the NBA, he's played like it. Yeah, in the conversation. Yeah. Right in his third year, I mean, are the Pacers a good overall, t- like a good all around team? <laughs> no, but they're not. I mean, but they're, they're fun to watch, and he's fun, just flat out good. Winning. Yeah, he scores the ball, he moves the ball. Like the dude is just next level. Uh, but your Kobe White answer is hard for me to argue against, purely yeah, because I, of the the jump that he took is more impressive. Yeah, I I have a hard time not agreeing with me as well. If I'm, I'm sure you like do. I, yeah. I'm sure you do. <laughs> um, well, we went through this with John Morant a couple years ago, where, like, I genuinely think we don't make enough about the leap when it comes to this award. Like, I know it's looked at as a like a lesser award for most improved, and and it kind of is, but that's something where like to leap from being an All Star player to being in the MVP conversation. That's right. as impressive a leap as someone going from like, oh yeah, that's pretty. This guy's pretty good to like, oh, he might be an all star someday. You know, exactly. like I do think that, and it's harder because if it wasn't, a lot more players would do it. <laughs> right, like a lot of players can yeah. go from pretty good guy to like, holy shit, this guy's good. Not a lot of players go from, <laughs> hey, this guy's an all star to, oh, he's in the MVP conversation, and that should be more impressive and more improved than anything. But yeah, I agree with me. It's Kobe White. Uh, next <laughs> award. Best second year player. Jay. Jet Holmgren. Does that Agreed. count? Hold on. Agreed. Agreed. Hold on. Just that was the answer I was going to go second. with. No, hold on. Just a second. <laughs> I knew this was going to piss off Josh. I don't know why I knew. I knew you can't too. also. Okay, so who'd you put for rookie of the year? Jet Holmgren. What? <laughs> 
best duo, <laughs> rookie of the year and second Hold year on. player of the year. Listen, listen for a second. Gentleman. How do you possibly have him as best second year player? He's in his second year in the NBA, but he's technically so he rookie. So, so second he can't year be rookie. okay. Jet Homer. All right, this is what's uh, the Ben right. Simmons conversation again? Okay. Blake Griffin, okay. you know. Jet Homer. If we're just gonna change the rules. Oh, Josh, who's your best second second year player? Paolo Bancaro. Ooh. Paolo. So he's better than Chet sure. to you? He's been excellent. Stop. Chet is not in the conversation because he is if we're <laughs> He said right. stop. Josh, when did when did Chet come into the league? Two years ago? Okay. All right. So so yeah. you so you think he should be ineligible for rookie of the year? <laughs> I didn't say that. You did by saying he's a second-year player. He is a second-year player. He's been in the league two years. So now. he can't be Four rookie of the year. That's definitely no, not he's a jo- rookie. Josh scolds his kid. Stop! Yeah. Stop! <laughs> That's a new voice. House. Stop! Yeah, that That's is a, a new, new voice. voice. Look at you. Stop! Proving your range. Uh, my best second-year player, as much as I love Paolo and as much as I love Chet, it's Jalen Williams. That dude's a monster, man. He's so good. I like he. He should probably get. He won't. He won't make it, but he should be in the All Star conversation. I think he's been that good. I think he's been that impactful. Like Jalen Williams, awesome. He's so good. Um, Can you give the Thunder three All Stars? Who would be the third? Chet. Well, can you give Chet? Can you give right? Do you give Chet the All All Star nod? No, 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 no. Would you put him or Larry Markinen in? I'd have Chet. Probably well, I know what yeah. you would. No, I Lowry. Lowry. No, Lowry has been. Better. He's on a better team. He, like I don't know. I, he blocks everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. Lowry made the Jazz good. I thought it was Colin Sexton that made the Jazz good. No, that's what <laughs> that's what Jay said. <laughs> All right. Uh, next award: Best Offensive Player. I mean, it's Tyrese, right? I thought this one was pretty easy. Mm, I put Luca. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Luca's been great. Luca's been unbelievable. Yeah, I just I'm watched going, a video from Gilbert. I'm going Reese's with show. Jokic still. Uh, I, I'm still going with the all right. So you're going the hipster route. in the game who who never misses from anywhere on the court. <laughs> best passer who in makes the game. Every single floater he ever takes. Who Tyrese. sees stuff that nobody else sees? Who literally passed the ball like that over the top of his head, and it was a perfect pass. Yeah, the funniest Jokic, thing was whatever player. whatever that game was that Tyrese had. Maybe it was like twenty twenty and zero turnover, or something like that. But whatever it was, like it was like Tyrese Halliburton did, just did something that only six other players have done in NBA history, and then it was like how many of them were Jokic? Jokic was like twice in a week last season. <laughs> like it was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going Tyrese. I think Tyrese has been the best offensive player. All Clutch, good answers. Passing, we give each scoring, other just, leading the best just, offensive rating in NBA history. I'm going. I'm going nope. Tyrese. Uh, coach of the year, Josh. Open door, Mr. Open door policy. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Mark Dagnalt, Mr. Open Door Policy. Yeah. Is there yeah, do you where are we oh, all he's on mine. the same page? He's here? My, oh my. Yeah. yeah, I mean like look, I yeah. think there are other I think 
Carlisle's done a great job. I think yep. uh, Will Hardy's done a great job. Like that team being over five hundred halfway through the season is you didn't incredible. say Spo. I haven't finished talking yet. Okay, all right. Spoh, I thought that just would be the first person you would say. Well, I mean, Spoke should win it. He's the best Spoh coach. Spoke will never win coach of the year. He is destined not to ever win coach of the year. Spoke is a top three coach ever for me. So, like, it's Spoke should be there. Yeah. Um, I think Ty Lue's done a great job. Yeah, Ty Lue has done a masterful job, honestly. Yeah. Um, I mean, Mike, Mike Malone's been great. Joe Mazzula's been pretty good. Like, there are a lot of people, but... Dagnall is like he's got to be the guy, right? They're they're not the it's only team that's great offensively and defensively, but he's been just phenomenal. And and the yep. same way we talk about players taking the leap from oh they're good to that's an MVP candidate. This team has taken the leap from they're pretty good. They maybe might make the playoffs to oh wow, this team is a looming yeah. contender and it, maybe a contender right now. It's interesting. Though. Dave dropped Chris Finch, who also should be in the mix. Um, but Chris in Finch, the chat. I have trouble <laughs> rewarding Chris Finch because all he did was correct his mistakes from last year, like, right? <laughs> like all he did was figure out how to make this group play together when he couldn't do it last year. So, no, they, yes, no, no, Chris, no, no. Finch, can't, Chris can't, Finch has one, done a phenomenal job. But he also, ha- half of his head, season I'm last like, year I'm like, was D'Angelo dude, Russell was on the team. That it's was, not like they had was, Mike Conley all all year like D'Lo was on the team that's tough Fair. to deal with uh <laughs> Gobert was hurt right like he's playing hurt like he's clearly moving differently this year <laughs> I just I just can't get over it I, I know he's done an amazing job Chris Finch has been awesome yeah but if I had, a ton of games just keeps coming up. part of that is part of that is Ant just growing into who he could be yeah just but aren't you, aren't you also like you're also trying to manage like all right well Rudy still thinks he should have the ball at times, what are we doing right. with Cat? Cat is no longer the franchise guy. We have been transitioned. Like that's coaching, yeah. right? Like managing expectations, Fair. getting guys to buy into roles. Like and, that's coaching. And from a night to night basis, I'm not sure there's any team that plays harder with more discipline on the defensive end than they do. Like they are so good, so tough defensively. It's yeah. so fun to watch. Yeah, but no, it's still diagonal. Like. It's it's interesting though that they they I think they have identical records at least as of this recording, but we feel very differently about them, right? Like you just said, like oh the Thunder, what could they be? Like we went from oh they're pretty good to like what could it what could it be? We don't really do that with the Wolves. Chris Finch has done though, a phenomenal job. Like Chris Finch deserves to be on the short list. Yeah, but but to me it's it's diagonal. And no, he's, it, it with- he's a pick. He's a pick for me. Too. I'm just saying it's interesting the way we view the two situations of the Thunder and the Wolves. Yeah, but and, and Dagnall to me, and, and maybe it's just a, a the players that they have, but those guys are so young, but so smart, and and that yeah. that's coaching to me. Like he he turned young players into mature players quickly, so quickly. Yeah, and All right. that that's tough. Rookie of the year, Chet, Josh, second year and rookie of the year, <laughs> Chet. It's Wemby. I'm not entertaining this anymore. It's Wemby. Why? Why? Because he's been yeah, the best. Yeah, rookie. Why? On the on a worst on a terrible team. That you have to team, take that team into su- account. Team success rarely should matter in rookie of the year. And this this is but th- I feel like this is a special exception where you got a rookie on arguably the best team 
in the entire league. And you've got a rookie on not arguably I, the worst team in the NBA, but one of the worst teams. No, arguably the, the third NBA. worst team because I think Charlotte's way <laughs> third worse. Third worst but, team. Yeah. Maybe you, know, like, I, yeah. you have to take you have to take that into account. I don't know how you okay. ignore that. And, here's and, here's what I don't ignore. Here's what I don't ignore. Is you look at Chet playing with three unbelievable playmakers, filling in incredibly, right? Now look at Wemby playing with Jeremy Sohan. Why, like, for to for Wemby to do what he's doing, and what Chet's doing is really hard too. I think his job is easier, but it's still really hard. Like, they're asking him to be a starting level, all star level big man on a really small team that is playing phenomenally on both ends of the floor. I'm not pretending that that Chet, like anyone, can do what Chet's doing, but with Wemby. He is asked to make up for all of this bad at all times. And he's not doing like they're not winning, but you can tell that this is someone who is having to fight way more for everything he's getting and what he's getting is super impressive. I think people have not really been paying attention to Wemby lately because the team was so bad. It's like, eh, we'll move on. There's better stuff to watch. Yeah. But Wemby's been phenomenal. The argument here is production versus efficiency. And sure. then the second layer of the argument is how much of the efficiency is due to the situation? How much of Chet's efficiency is due to being with Shea? How much of his efficiency is due, due to being on a great team versus just him being more ready to, to make good decisions? Well, second-year player. Shots. As a second-year player, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and, and that, to me, is like, like Wembenyama, he's shooting a ton of threes and hitting like 29%. Yeah, that to me. Uh, like, are we are that's we are we going to base rookie of the year on three point percentage? To to me, yes, efficiency should absolutely matter because efficiency <laughs> is what helps teams win games. And Chet uh, has walked into the NBA as super efficient, hyper efficient, doing everything that helps his team win. And and I get if Wembenyama was in was in his situation, his efficiency would be way up. It would be a lot easier for him. Can you He'd imagine if he had three budget. guys capable of passing to him? Yeah, and and that that's the <laughs> argument is like, like how much of Chet's is due to that situation versus, and how much of Wembenyama's inefficiency is due to his situation. Like I, I look, I don't think yeah. there's a real answer, and I think you could you could argue it either way. Yeah. Uh, so here here's how I would put it then. Um, if Wemby ends up winning Rookie of the Year, like everything kind of stays the same, right? And Wemby ends up winning Rookie of the Year, would you be like, that's ridiculous? No. No. Because uh, I feel the same. Like, if Chet ends up winning Rookie of the Year, which I think he probably will, if Chet ends up winning Rookie of the Year, I'm not going to be like, come on, that's that's bullshit. Like, I think either one is fine. I think if you get mad about it, you're just being biased, you know? But I, I look at it as, like, Chet has, let's just say, like, I look at Chet carrying a boulder up a hill with Shea and with Jalen Williams, and he looks over, and there's Wemby, pushing the boulder up by himself as Jeremy Sohan's like pulling his jersey. You know, like that's like that's what it looks like to me. We've got three like legitimate options for rookie of the year. Like in oh, like if these three as, guys as, as as, I have to. Come on, how do you ignore it? How do you ignore him. my guy? How do you ignore my guy? I like, mean it's gonna make those two in front of, he cannot confirm or deny he will be in the dunk contest. Yeah, I saw the Look, I saw the clips of him in high school. Not interested. 
the dunk contest doesn't mean anything anymore. Because at least he we, actually plays in the NBA. D- <laughs> That's true. At least we got an NBA player. <laughs> the last good dunk contest um, was Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine. No, I don't want Dave asked co rookie of the year. I don't want co rookie of the year. No. Like that I know would it make doesn't people come more it mad than just yeah, picking. It doesn't up. come out that way. <laughs> like it only comes out that way if the voting points and and that would be, you know. Just the the chance of that happening is crazy. Um but no, I, I, it's it's either Chet or it's Wemby. I'm fine either way, but I'm I'm gonna make it the case for Wemby because I'm on a podcast with you two. Contrarian. No, just because I'm on a podcast with you two. Uh MVP. Jay, who's your MVP? This one was really hard. There's a lot of lot of great, great candidates. Well, there's a lot of them. Uh so Embiid, if Embiid had played more games, he would be my choice. He's right now not on track to even qualify for the MVP. So yeah, I Yeah, he's I, missed ten games. I I docked him for that because compared to the other guys who have played almost every game, that's that's a huge gap in actual value to his team. Yeah. And so I went with Shea. I went with Shea. I don't think you can go wrong with Jokic. I think Giannis deserves a lot of consideration for what he's done with what has been a really flawed team, adjusting to a new coach and a new system. But but to me, it, it's Shea. Shea's, Shea's great. It's been outrageous offensively. His defense is just really good, too. That's That's kind of been underrated. And to to me, like so far, it's Shea. Yeah, I I like you said. I I docked Embiid for the amount of games he's missed because it does affect the value to the team. I went Shea. I went Shea too. Um, the there's other options. Racking like, up they, our, that's our what they're roll. They're cat getting every award we're giving the buddies. Out, so the buddies. Can we call these the buddies? Sure. Thanks. They're racking up buddies. Basket buddies? Yeah, they're they're racking up the buddies. I feel God tonight in this Applebee's. <laughs> From the office. Dude doesn't watch TV. Um, <laughs> I've watched The Office, but I don't remember that. That's like the second the Dundees. Second episode of the or first episode of the second season. Um the uh it, it's hard to go against Shea. Like I, you know, Embiid is in the mix, but he is on pace to miss too many games. Um, now that that rule is in place, Josh, what do you feel about that rule? Real quick, you got to play sixty-five games to be it makes, eligible. It makes sense. Sixty-five might be a little high, but it makes okay. sense. I mean, yeah. it makes sense, right? Like you have to go over sample size. You know what I mean? And obviously, Embiid is scoring at a ridiculous rate. Yeah. With a smaller sample size. Right. And let's be honest, against worse teams. Like <laughs> yeah. The knock, against, he finds a way to sit out when they're playing the best team. Smart, man. That's smart. Um, and, yeah, it's it, it makes sense. You got to – there has to yeah. be some sort of some sort of cutoff. I think Halliburton was – was in the mix before he got hurt. I think Tatum should be in the mix. Like, I, obviously, Jokic should be in the mix. I think Kawhi should be in the mix. All these guys, but yeah, Shea, I, I forgot to Sh- mention Kawhi. Kawhi should be up there. Yeah, too. Shea is like 
he's been the story of the season so far, pretty much, right? It's kind of, it's kind of hard to to go against him on that. Yeah. Um, Both ends right. of the floor, too. Team most likely to win it all. Josh. Nuggets. I like I still think like we talked about earlier, they're sleepwalking right now. Yeah. And just still I'm, winning. And I'm with you. When playoffs come around, when we hit, you know, when we hit April, May, June, like they just are going to become a completely different team when it's time to kick it into high gear and actually play. Yeah. To win. As long as they're so, healthy. As long as they're as long healthy. As they're like, healthy. Like, for sure. For sure. Jamal Murray stays healthy. You know what I mean? Obviously that that makes or breaks it, but as it stands with a healthy team, I I, I, I got to go with them. Jay? I'm going with the Celtics. I just think they have the most answers. I don't think anyone can match their top six. They they have... You thought both, that last they play year. Both ends, they're elite at both ends of the court, which is rare. They were and, last year. But they're better now. They're much better now. They have Kristaps, who solves mm-hmm. a lot of their issues. They have Drew Holiday, who not only takes the toughest assignment every night, but also yeah. doesn't care if he doesn't get touches, doesn't care. Historically if... shuts down Jimmy Butler in a playoff series. Yeah. <laughs> well, he had no help. He'll have, he'll have help now. They'll, they'll be switching and stuff. He's going to need it. Yeah. But, but to me, they, they just have, have the most. And obviously Denver, like p- playoff pedigree, the, the, the level they touched can't, can't count them out. But, but to me, it's Boston right now. Uh, I'm going Denver as well. I just think if they're healthy, and not sleepwalking. I just think there there are no answers for that. Uh, all right, the teams most likely to make the finals. Jay, you got Celtics, Nuggets, Celtics and Nuggets. Yeah, Josh, Celtics and Nuggets. Same Celtics Nuggets. He's going oh, heat. It's gonna oh, rematch of last year, baby. Do we even need I love wow. a rematch. Heat. I Here love it comes. a rematch. <laughs> I, I love a little shit eating grin. <laughs> Zach has a different heat grin. It is, it is only reserved for the Miami Heat for when he. You do know this ready. is why he had us do this in the reverse order. I just put that 100%. together. That's exactly 100%. why that he made us do this. Long he to wanted to end. Out. He wanted to end on this with heat propaganda, right. baby. Heat that's, culture. That's actually top-notch podcasting. The toughest, lowest alimony paying. It's a hardest working. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you subscribe. The Athletic NBA Show podcast on YouTube, where all podcasts are available. Any platform you listen to, make sure you're giving us nice reviews and ratings. Don't be mean, just be cool. It's just basketball. Don't be a Bulls fan booing Thelma Kraus. Just have fun with it. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the Bounce. Make sure you subscribe to the Athletic, the best coverage of sports on the internet, bar none. For Josh Hustis, for Jay King, for Dave DeFore, for Andrew Schleck, I'm Zach Harbert. Keep it locked on the Athletic NBA Show podcast. <laughs>